Justin, thank you. And as always, make sure you get your sunny spayed and neutered. I mean, get your pets spayed and neutered. (laughs) (laughs) You got to catch her first. (laughs) I mean, get your pets spayed and neutered. That's what I meant to say. (laughs) You got to catch them too. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that a sugar product? It's going to be Jeff. The cream rise to the top. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. They sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 275, take two of the Fully Puzzable Wrestling Figure Podcast, the longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. All right, Scott, take two. Take two. So uh, the other day I had Bankster Barry. But that's irrelevant because this is not the other day. This is today. And today is iced coffee because <laughs> we're recording way earlier than normal. But uh, we had some technical difficulties, which happens when you have a podcast. It's to be expected. So we had to scrap what we did Thursday, re-record Saturday a lot earlier in the day. So here we are a few days later re-recording the show. So today it's iced coffee getting me through the show, Jeff. Hopefully the iced coffee doesn't uh, activate some stuff and have to make you pause during the episode. No, I already made boom boom, so we're good. Well, I'm glad you had sex. <laughs> not that. I'm oh, a married not, man. Come on. Not that doesn't boom happen boom. when you're married. Oh. <laughs> you're not married. You wouldn't know. Well, doesn't happen when you're in a relationship for 10 years either. <laughs> Jeez. What? Well, unless you pay for it. So, but that's a whole different story. And just counting out my Biden bucks and <laughs> putting that to good use. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Scott, you just woke up, so I'm not going to ask if anything is new. Um, actually, you know what? I can ask you if anything's new because you had a good day yesterday. Well, I did, and I was going to save that until toy spotting. But I guess we could just kind of lead off the show with, did we do any toy spotting? And the answer would be Yes. I had a job interview in San Ramon yesterday, and it didn't go as long as I thought it was going to, and that's not a bad sign. It went well. And I had about uh, two and a half hours until I had to be back to work. I was still going to stop by the house and get lunch, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to pass three targets on the way home, and boy, do I want that Vader figure, and I know Jeff wants it too. Let me punch in the numbers, see what's local, because there was Target in San Ramon, Target Dublin, Target in Livermore. I was going to pass all three of them. Punched in the numbers, zero at San Ramon, zero at Livermore, but it said one in Dublin. So I'm on the freeway and I'm contemplating, do I really want to pull off because that's maybe a 20 minute detour to go to Target, see if they have something that they probably aren't going to have because Pop Finder isn't always super reliable. So do I chance it? Do I chance it? It was literally, I was hitting the exit and I was like, screw it. I'm just going to go. So I went to Target walked in expecting to see zero Vaders, but possibly 28 Bobby Heenans. I go down the aisle, two Vaders on the peg. They were only supposed to have one. That's a huge score right there, dude. And did you, did you get the fig life bumps? Oh dude, I haven't had a score like that in a long time. And I love that feeling when you find something on the pegs that you're not expecting to see. Like, on one hand, you are, but on the other hand, you're more realistic and you're like, yeah, they're not going to have them. But two Vaders on the pegs, yes, fig life bumps all over my arms. I snatched them right off the pegs, stuck them on the shelf, sent you a picture, and it was just like, check it out, dude. And you're like, oh, man, I can't believe it. It was great. Cool find, so grab both Vaders. And it's one of those things as you're walking towards the register, you're looking at people to make sure they're not looking at you crazy because maybe they were walking in looking for Vader. And then you're concerned, are they let me, let me going to get both of these at the register? Or are they going to stop me? And it's one per person, sir. And at that point, I would have called you and literally sat by the front door with it. I mean, like, dude, you got to get here. Get your Vader. But went to the register, got them both, no problems. Came home, just, oh, what a figure. Unbelievable job by Mattel on this Vader. 
one of the best figures they've ever done. Just from top to bottom, between his Japan look with the masked head, but then you get the big black mask that smokes that comes with him. You get the alternate head. You get the mask to put, or the red mask to put on the alternate head. A spare set of hands. Unbelievable. Dude, this could have been like an ultimate edition figure. It is so good. I know I'm like just gushing about this thing, but it is that good. So are you going to call it figure of the year already? Uh, no, it's too early. We're only four months in. I was showing it to uh, my Drunk Wrestling History co-host last night, and I was like raving about it, and I, I kind of hinted at that. He's like, dude, it's only April. Like, you can't say it's figure of the year yet. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of true. So I'm holding off on calling it that, but right now in April, yeah, it is. Uh, you know what figure I absolutely love, dude? And the more I look at it, I'm falling more in love with it is the Macho Man. The Ultimate Edition Macho Man, I should say. Oh, yeah. I still need to get my hands on that one. I think I'm going to order that. I think you talked me into that one. I was on the fence. I think you swung me. And you know what's funny is Nate, a.k.a. Rink Skirts, just sent over a picture. And he goes, it's cool how they have the toe kind, of, the toe joint that you can kind of lift up on the toe. And the, you know how Macho Man used to walk on the uh, balls of his feet. Yes. And uh, he goes, well, I finally found a use for it. And he took a picture of it and he sent it over. It's hella cool because, you know, it's all in the package over here. But yeah, it, it's still kind of cool to see what Nate did with it. But I still have it out and I'm still looking at it. And I'm like, man, this figure, it's definitely making the top 10 for this year. That Vader, I have to agree with you as of right now is figure of the year. But yep. just calling it April, you know, there's still many more figures to come. But as of right now, I agree with you. It's figure of the year. Yeah, even if you're not a Vader fan, which I am, I think he's the best big man of all time. He and Bam Bam Bigelow are tied in my book. But even without being a Vader fan, I think you can look at this figure and go, dude, that is a badass figure. If anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram, Fully Posable, WF. P. If you want to go back to listen to any of our past podcasts, head on over to Podbean. You can go back to 2016 and listen to our very first episode all the way up to what is now 275. Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify are other places you can find them. Or just do a Google search. Just type it into Google and it'll pop up right there. Please rate and review on iTunes. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail dot com scott may 23rd is going to be our hall of fame we will announce the hall of shame we will have the listener we will have the main event we will have the tag team that will be inducted we will have the underrated figure and the female that will be going into the hall of fame of 2021 the fully posable hall of fame i should say the fig life hall of fame Absolutely. So that will be announced on May 23rd. Scott, we have an omission from last week. Ugh, I hate when that happens. You sound so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pumped. Let's hear what we did wrong. <laughs> so last week you said that the Popey figures were bendy style, and I take full responsibility for this one. This was my fault. I should have, I should have caught it last week when you said it, and I should have caught it in editing because I know that the Popey style figures are not bendies. They look like they're totally bendy. It looks that way, but they are not. I should have caught that. I will put this on myself. I should have caught it when you said it and I should have caught it in editing. So I will put this on me. But the Popey style figures are not bendies despite looking like bendies. They totally look like bendies. They look like bendies. I have the Bruiser Brody from junk shop dog. And I know that they are not bendy. They're a hard plastic. So I'll put this on myself, dude. Eh, we'll share it. 50, 50 joint custody of the omission. Who pointed that out by the way? <laughs> oh, wrestling figure database. Head on over to wrestling figure database to check out every single figure that's ever been produced, man. I wish I was rich so I could afford popies and not make that mistake. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, how, how much are those Remco's going for, Scott? Oh, man. You and I were talking before we started recording today. I've officially, officially given up hope to ever completing the Matt Mania series. I've got the Rockers, and that's where it's going to end. I, I'm not getting any more because I think you said a Buddy Rose with the robe just sold for like 325 
I think it was three twenty five, if I'm not mistaken, on eBay it sold for with the robe. Okay, yeah, that's just it's way too much. And even without the robe, you've got to figure that thing's going for two hundred. And I just can't drop two bills on one figure. There's no way. I wish I had jumped on that deal for Rose and Summers a few years ago from that guy that was in Sacramento. Uh-huh. He had Rose and Summers. Remember, lose sixty bucks for the pair. And I mean, now two, three years later, I'm kicking myself for it not jumping on those. But there's no way you're going to be able to find that deal now. Everybody knows what they have. So officially, I've resigned myself to not ever being able to complete the Matt Mania series. It's a sad day when I hear you say that. Dude, it's just too much money. It's I, I can't do it. I just can't do it, Captain. Oh, Captain, my Captain. <laughs> oh, well, it was it was a good run. It was a good run of looking at eBay auctions and, oh, I should jump on it now. And then watching it escalate to now being like... And it's gone. It's not going to happen. Scott, we are just going to get right into the listener segment just to get it out of the way. So I'm going to start off with Justin Summers. So let's see what Justin's got to say. Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my weekly question. And this week, I want to go a little nostalgia-based. What is one bygone thing in professional wrestling that you miss? For me, there's two. First, it's the physical music CDs. It seemed like every year that either at my birthday or at Christmas, I was awaiting a new wrestling album. And for me, it started, I believe it was Christmas 1995 when I got WWF Full Metal, the album. And then from then on, if they weren't presents, I went out and bought them myself. It was something that I oddly looked forward to. And the cool thing is when I became an adult, I went back and picked up some other wrestling albums that I didn't necessarily have. Either the ones that came before Full Metal the Album or some of the ones that I just maybe neglected to pick up. And some that I had to rebuy because certain things happened to some of my music at one point in my life. I won't get into that right now. As great it is to have music at your fingertips... I still love the fact that I always had something to look forward to. And now it's just always there, which is in one part great because, you know, within a month after a new theme debuts, you can go download it and then you don't have to wait. But hey, waiting was part of the fun. And then also another thing that I miss, and it's it's still around somewhat, just not an exact form that I'm about to mention, WWF Magazine. Imagine if we get a print media boom where a lot of stuff like that comes back. Imagine like an AEW magazine or an Impact magazine. I don't know. uh, One of my early memories of professional wrestling when I was really getting into it was the magazine. And my first magazine I got off a friend of mine. And then sometime right after that, I got a subscription and I had it for, you know, a good amount of years. I even got a free copy of the Raw magazine when I was in fifth grade. And this was that early Raw magazine with Sonny on the cover in lingerie. And I took it to school and I got caught with it. Long story short, I showed it to a friend and then he kind of took it from me. And then, of course, as I'm trying to get it back, we get caught. That magazine was taken from me and I think my principal threw it away. But of course, as an adult, I went out and bought one myself. But those are two things that I miss in professional wrestling. Can't wait to hear your guys' answers. And I will take those answers off the air. And obviously, don't forget to have your pets spayed or neutered, right? Can't forget that. Later. Thank you, Justin, for your question. We always look forward to it every single week. Jeff, I'm going to say the things that I miss. I can pick three. The first one is Coliseum Video lead-in music. We all remember it. We all love it. It was as soon as your Coliseum Video tape started playing, you had the the words scrolling on the screen, and they had that killer music playing in the background. I miss that. I miss 11.30, Saturday nights, staying up late, just for that special episode of Saturday Night's Main Event. I truly miss Saturday Night's Main Event. It's still cool that you can jump on uh, Pacock and you can, at 11.30 <laughs> on a Saturday night, just play a random Saturday night's main event. 
Pacock. Pacock. Proceed. Okay. Last, and of course, this I think this is the most obvious answer, is ice cream bars. I think everybody and their mother misses WWF ice cream bars. So those would be my three. Absolutely. I do miss those WWF ice cream bars because they were so good, dude. I mean, they did, what was that company, Good Smile or something, just re-released them? Oh, God. Uh, uh, good Humor. Good Humor. They just re-released them, but they weren't, they're not the same. You know, it's not the cookie with the hard chocolate on the bottom with the ice cream in the middle. The cookie's good, but it, it, you're right. It's missing that hard chocolate bottom. Right. So I do miss those. I still remember when we go up to the Delta, grab them, because that was the only place we could find them. Right. Kind of give you guys an example. Delta is about an hour away from here. Mom and dad used to own some property up there. So we go up to the Delta, which is a small little town called Bethel Island in California. And uh, we go down to the bait shop and we would get WWF ice cream bars and pick up whatever we had forgotten to bring up. So for example, let's say, Mom forgot mayonnaise. We just run down to the market, bait shop, whatever. We pick up WWF ice cream bars, whatever mom and dad had forgotten, and bait to go fishing. So that I, that brings back a lot of happy memories. Totally. Absolutely. And we could find them at the ice cream man occasionally, like well after we found them at Bethel Island. But yeah, the ice cream man would have them occasionally. And Jeff, do you remember when that ice cream man came rolling through here? Probably around 06, 07. And they mm-hmm. were still making the WWF ice cream bars. And he came rolling through and I just walked out. I think I was getting a lot of something. And I noticed he had the sticker for the ice cream bars. I was like, dude, that's incredible. Let me get one of those. And he's like, here you go. And I was like, you wouldn't by chance sell cases of these, would you? And he, he said, yeah, actually, I, I do. You want a full case? I said, yes, please. It was like $24. I got a full case of WWF ice cream bars. And every single one of them was cane. Damn it. <laughs> yes, all 12 of them were Kane. I don't remember who the cards were, but every single one of them was Kane. It gave Shannon horrible nightmares. <laughs> For me, I actually missed the Coliseum home videos, period. I remember we would go Friday, Saturday nights down to the local VHS store or uh, rental place, and we would always check out to see if there was a new Coliseum home video. Yes. And we would we would get it we would grab pizza and it was either a take and bake type place or mom and dad would just get whatever whatever it was mountain mics or whatever pizza bring it home and we just sit there and watch coliseum home videos and actually having that physical vhs tape to pop in like you said hear the music and then they would record like random shows like from boston gardens or msg or toronto or wherever And just watching these random matches, but you're sitting there and you're enthralled with this because it wasn't a quick little two, three minute match that Bundy was squashing somebody. It was actually like a 15, 20 minute match. And you're like, oh man, George Wells might actually beat Bundy here. You know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We weren't seeing these matches on Saturday mornings. He's actually putting up a fight. This is cool. You know, (laughs) George Wells. Wow. You dipped into the well there, my friend. (laughs) so i actually missed the vhs tapes that you'd pop in and stuff like that yeah i remember looking for the newest volumes remember because they all had a volume number yep and you're like okay next time we go we got to see if they have number seven and you'd walk in and you're like damn they're still on six but that next time you went in they had number seven and it was much rejoicing and oh it was great you're already looking forward to what you're going to eat while you're watching wrestling when you get home what a good time and Justin, thank you for your question. Also, uh, Justin had that uh, Sunny Raw magazine. Scott, you kept Kleenex in business when uh, that Raw magazine with Sunny came out. <laughs> I did until the pages started sticking together for some weird reason, and then I didn't need Kleenex anymore. <laughs> Very strange the way that that happened. And for the record, let me just say I cannot take credit, Jeff, for Pacock. That is Eddie's catchphrase for that network. Okay. So I don't want to take credit for it, but if everybody starts calling it Pacock, that all credit goes to Eddie from the Drunk Wrestling History Show. Justin, thank you. And as always, make sure you get your sunny spade and neuter. I mean, get your pet spade and neutered. <laughs> <laughs> you got to catch her first. <laughs> I mean, get your pet spade and neutered. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> you got to catch them too.
<laughs> Justin, thank you. Scott, last question of the week comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here back with that weekly submission. This week, I wanted to share with you guys a cool find at a small mom and pop shop I went to. Last week, I got out of the house and headed down to a small town full of shops that was near me just to get out and get some fresh air. I stopped in on one of those shops to look around and headed over to their video game section. Though not that big, their video game section had games from SNES to the more modern consoles of the 360 and the PS4. On top of their PS4 stack, I saw they had NHL 20, which at the time of this writing isn't the newest NHL game from EA, but is still pretty new. I picked it up to see how much it cost, and I did a double take, then a triple take, and then a quadruple take. Ten bucks, boom. Ten bucks for still a recently released NHL game from EA, and that's not all, boys and girls. This game was brand new. Wow. I didn't realize in in the store, because they had a little see-through bag, but when I got home and took it out of that, it still had the clear wrapping around it that you'd find on games if they were sold in a Target or a Walmart. And that is why I love small businesses so much. That's awesome. What a find, dude. I've uh, I've been playing NHL 21 and it's outstanding. I didn't play an NHL game until this year with 21 since I believe NHL 17. And they don't make leaps and bounds in the quality of the game every single year. It's small tweaks every single year. So based on how good 21 is, I can imagine 20 is outstanding. So great find, JT. That's awesome. And yeah, let's hear for the mom and pop shop, man. Don't don't overlook them because you can go to Target or Walmart and find games like NHL 20. And I think they're like 15 or 20 bucks when they hit like the greatest hits or whatever. So man, finding it for 10 still sealed, great deal. Scott, I've got to ask, have you seen the new trailer for the new WWE game? Yeah, but dude, you know what? I've been burned so many times by games that look incredible from a trailer. And then you get it home and it's a big steaming pile. It's all about the gameplay to me. Like it's really, it comes down to a hands-on thing. And I always read reviews before I purchase a game. WWE was always the exception to the rule. I didn't care. I, I didn't need to read reviews. It was, it was getting bought sight unseen game unplayed. But now based on the debacle that was 2K20, I guarantee I'm going to be re, uh, reading all the reviews before I make that purchase because I'm not one just to buy the physical game um, just the standard edition. I'm always going either deluxe or I'm going the collector's edition because they always put the cool stuff. Well, mostly always put the cool stuff with it. I think I passed on 2K20 and just got the deluxe. But I'm not going to invest in a game or a company that releases that game for an untested steaming pile, which is exactly what 2K20 was. I think I've said on the show, and I, I remember telling you specifically, the first match I played was Hogan and Rock. And... I lost the match and Hogan rolls out of the ring. He hits the mat outside the ring and continues like barrel rolling, but he's bouncing up and down doing barrel rolls <laughs> while rock is like celebrating in the corner. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> what is this? They did a bunch of patches to try to fix it. I think it's mostly playable now, but you can't release a game full of bugs that you know is full of bugs to your audience and expect them just to come running back the following year. They made the right move. They took a year off. They readdressed. They reassessed. It looks great from the trailer, Jeff, that you mentioned, but I'm going to be reading reviews before I purchase for sure. If a collector's edition comes out with something that I have to have, I'll put the pre-order in for sure. Like obviously if it's a KO something or other they put with it, or if KO is the cover athlete, it looks like it's going to be Mysterio. Um, which for me, if it's something Mysterio, uh, memorabilia based, I'm probably going to pass on it, but if it's any type of KO item, I'm definitely going to be getting it. So if, for me, it's a wait and see, but I'm definitely going to be reading a lot of reviews prior to sinking any amount of money into that game. I think this year's is, is going to be fixed. I think they took enough heat from the wrestling community regarding that game. And I think they, with that year off, I think they fixed whatever they needed to fix. And I bet you it'll be a better game. How much better? We don't know. But I just think it, that they fixed their mistakes. Well, I hope so. And look, I love a good comeback story. I want to root for them to come back because I love playing the 2K series. I absolutely love it. I always look forward to the new downloadable content, which is why I buy the deluxe edition because that's you just get it automatically as soon as it drops. 
So I want them to come back and I want them to make a great game because they've got competition out there now. They're not the only wrestling game in town. AEW has a game coming out next year. Um, the one that's WrestleFest inspired, that just got dropped. So they're not the only game in town anymore. They have competition. They need to make sure that what they release is playable and not full of bugs. So look, again, I love a good comeback story. I love when a company can come back and atone for their mistakes and put out a great product. So I want them to succeed. I want to play their game, but they're not getting the benefit of the doubt, the immediate purchase. It's going to be wait and see. What's the collector's edition going to be? Am I going to purchase based on that? If it's not the collector's edition that I'm getting, I'm reading reviews before I buy. Scott, that rounds out the listener segment for episode 275. I think we have to jump into this news because since our first recording, it has gotten longer. That's what she said. Oh, you gonna learn today. Scott, what you got for other toy news? Well, before we get into other toy news, I just want to touch on a bit of news that happened this past week. And it actually, the news broke when we were recording this past Thursday on what is the Lost episode 275. In between, I believe it was the segment we just did and the news segment, Jeff, word came out that the great Shock G from Digital Underground passed away at the age of 57. Ugh, it, these are the ones that you hear and you're just like, it's soul crushing. And we lost another great a few weeks back, DMX. And while I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be a huge rap fan and I can tell you the history of all of it, I'm not that guy. But I will say I am a huge fan of Digital Underground. In fact, I've quoted him on this show several times. You'll hear a ton of Digital Underground references on Drunk Wrestling History we're big fans of Digital Underground and losing Shock G, it really sucks. That that guy was incredible. Humpty Dance is timeless. The album Sex Packets is timeless. So many underrated songs on that album. If you've never heard it, go back and listen to it. Pay tribute to the man, the great Shock G, R.I.P. They were a Bay Area group, weren't they? Well, Shock G was born and raised on the East Coast, I believe, and he migrated to Oakland. And yes, Jeff was big in the Bay Area rap scene. I still remember Colt Cabana once put out a tweet that said, I once got burgers in a Busy King bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny, dude, is I still think back to, I think that album came out in fifth or sixth grade. Uh, It was 1990, early 1990. So fifth or sixth grade for me, I can't remember which one, but I remember going over to my buddy's house and he would pop that in. His parents would leave because you, you had to hide the parental advisory tapes. You know, you can only listen to Nelson, you know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, anything with parental advisory, you kind of put away until the parents left and left you alone. So anyways, him and I would be hanging out playing RBI baseball, bases loaded, whatever Nintendo game or whatever. Uh, we were playing at the time and uh, he would pop in that album and do, we listened to sex packets so <laughs> many times. Yeah. But again, this is some of those me- happy memories that you think back to like playing RBI baseball. Or I remember um, he, there was another Nintendo baseball game. And I, th- I, I don't think it was bases loaded. It was another one, but the he MLB cr- licensed one. No, it wasn't an MLB licensed one. Oh, baseball but- stars. Baseball stars, thank you. He created a team, so he would be playing his team that he created in a season or something like that. But I'd be watching him play, or I'd be playing against him, or whatnot. Anyways, we'd be listening to the the Humpty Dance or Sex Packets album. You know, it was just it's one of those happy memories that you think back to, and it was so fun back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. And just I remember sitting listening to that album so so much, just like you, Jeff, and great memories from it. Shock G, super talented. It's kind of funny. I'll admit this. I didn't know that Shock G and Humpty Hump were the same guy until about, I think, five years ago. And I said something to Shant. I know. Don't make fun of me. Wait, (laughs) what? Hold on. I have to start making fun of you now, dude. (laughs) Come on. Leave me alone. Prior to five years ago, there was also the internet, Scott, that you could have 
just looked up and read something. Look, I'm not trying to pull back the curtain on Digital Underground, okay? Let the magic <laughs> remain the magic. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I said something about like Shock G and Humpty Hump and Shan's like, wait, you know that's the same person, right? And I'm like, but they have different voices. What are you talking about? And she's like, look it up. And that's when the magic was ruined. That Shock G and Humpty <laughs> are two separate people. I swear to God, this this totally happened. And it ruined it for me, dude. <laughs> so now I'm like, oh, it's all the same guy. Crap. <laughs> so that's, anyway, I, I, I do just want to shine a light on Shock G. Incredible talent. Gone way too soon. And RIP Shock G. I hope you are upstairs getting busy in a Burger King bathroom and using a word that don't mean nothing like Looped. So Hasbro showed off their Snake Eyes Origins movie figures, which we've been hearing about these things forever. They've been rumored. We've seen code names for them. They have officially been revealed. And here's the list. We get Snake Eyes. And he is going to come with an alternate head of the actor who plays him, which I think is very cool. Baroness. And she has short hair and glasses and has been referred to as Jeff Karen-S. Karen-S. Looks like she's ready to ask for a manager at any moment. <laughs> Rounding out the line, we have Akiko, Scarlet, and Storm Shadow. And that rounds out the Snake Eyes Origins movie releases. These will be in scale with the classified line. And, Jeff, in the bit of horrible news this week in figure news for G.I. Joe, more on the classified line. Hasbro has announced more Cobra Island classified target exclusives. Insert happy face emojis here. <laughs> the Target employees hate us. They hate getting that sheet that says Target exclusive GI Joes, and they start cowering into a corner <laughs> and start shaking. shaking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're sitting there like, oh no, oh, oh, it's bad enough we have to deal with wrestling figure collectors, but the GI Joe people are even worse. They're like mankind before a match, rocking back and forth in the corner. <laughs> the second they get that sheet that says that G.I. Joe exclusives are coming to Target, and this is the uh, Target employees, they're sitting there and they there's a glass of water next to them, and it's like that Jurassic Park scene where the water starts rippling. <laughs> and here comes a G.I. Joe collector, and they're like, I hear you have G.I. Joe exclusives, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Who are you, Cobra Commander? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm a GI Joe nerd, dude. <laughs> Aren't we where all? Where is Where is my figure? You know, stuff like that. <laughs> they are in the back. You're holding them. <laughs> <laughs> so I picture more like that those scenes in the '80s action flicks where the star of the movie is outfitting himself with like bulletproof vest, knife gun slamming a clip into the gun like that's how i picture the target employees like for us collectors we get news like this and the gif is like pumping the lotion but the gif of like a target employee is like grabbing a taser and like getting into the armed position or ready to fight position oh man i feel so bad for target employees they've had to put up with a ps5 yeah. Well, they're still put, they're actually technically still putting up with PS5. Still, yeah, my coworker still cannot find one. She keeps getting on social media and following these sites that are like, "Yeah, Best Buy is going to have them at 9 a.m. Go." Best Buy doesn't have any at 9 a.m. Don't go. It's it's fake. Uh-uh. She is still having a hell of a time finding it and she's like getting really down. Like it, I feel bad for her cuz she's, you know, she's older, she's almost 60 years old and she just doesn't understand the demand for video game consoles these days. She doesn't understand the whole competition thing. And I'm like, welcome to my world. Like, it's just like toy collecting. But she doesn't understand that whole thing. So I, I feel bad for her. So I'm helping her out. You know, I'm watching Costco, Best Buy, Walmart, Target, all the usual suspects. So hopefully she'll get one one of these days. But yeah, they've been dealing with G.I. Joe, He-Man. You name the toy property. They're dealing with it, the McFarlane, Batman, and on top of that, PlayStation 5. So yeah, Jeff, <laughs> those poor Target people are getting hammered. And she is the sweetest person in the world, too. Your coworker. Oh, no, she totally is. Because I used to work with her, too. And she's just the sweetest person. So I hope she does find one. Yeah, I'm totally trying to help her out. So um, I, I guess I will say that the uh, classified figure they're going to release that we all have no hope of finding is Major Blood. And, <laughs> of course, 
as you would expect from the G.I. Joe classified line at this point. He looks amazing. It's an incredible representation of Major Blood. It has all of those great 80s elements that I love, which is why I'm collecting the classified line to begin with. And uh, very true to that Major Blood character. And of course, they brought him into 2020, kind of all dressed up and scarred up. He looks amazing. I'm going to pass on the Snake Eyes Origins movie figures just because I'm not big on movie figures in general. Um, but the classified line, absolutely, I'll be um, crying into my beer over not being able to ever find Major Blood. You're not alcoholic beer? Never. <laughs> Scott, moving along to wrestling figure news. Actually, this all dropped except one. All of this dropped yesterday, so we actually have quite a bit of news. So, AEW Series 1B. and like a time machine. It is. And what makes this different from AEW Series 1? These are updated skin tones. So They got some sun. They did. They got some tans going on over there. So, updated skin tones on AEW Series 1B. Those are on ringside right now if you want to go back and collect. And actually, you know what's funny, dude, is I went and asked a few people. I said, hey, are you going to collect the AEW Series 1B? And they're like, no. And it's funny, too, because one of our biggest complaints when these figures came out was the skin tone. Well, they're re-releasing with updated skin tones, and everybody's like, I've already got them. I don't need updated skin tones. Right. Why would you go back and collect it? I I totally get that, dude. Are you getting them? No. Right. And see, here's the only thing that would maybe tip me in the direction of getting them. I wonder if the numbers are lower than the original round of AEW figures. So these may these may actually be more scarce because I don't know that they're going to release these at stores. They could be RSC exclusives. I don't know the answer to that yet, but the numbers on these might be less. So just based on sitting on them and seeing if the price goes up, that might be worth it to grab a couple. But there's no other change. As you said, Jeff, it's just skin tones. The outfits remain the same. But with Jazzwares getting better with not only skin tones, but outfits and face scans and all that good stuff, and they're kind of re-releasing what was in Series 1 minus Brandy in the series that they're up to now. I'd, I'd be more inclined to say, no, I'm not going back and getting those either. Scott, Zombie Sailor Toys, Ron Rudat sketch of King Kong Bundy. King Kong Bundy will be released in Hasbro form. I think that that's great. And you and I had a conversation about Zombie Sailor a few weeks ago where I said, I'm pretty much out on anybody that wouldn't fit into that early 90s to mid 90s WWF roster. And Bundy actually falls into that because he was part of Million Dollar Man's Corporation. So the Bundy, the sketch looks great, as you would expect from Rudat. Of course it does. Uh, Bundy is one of those names that I would consider picking up for the collection to put into what is the Hasbro lineup because Bundy would totally fit in that era so if you're collecting the same way, the same way, that's definitely one to keep your eye on for when he comes out. How come Mattel hasn't released a Nikolai Volkov with the scents on his tights? Good question. I trunks, think it may- trunks, trunks. Yeah, I knew what you meant. I caught myself I on that one. <laughs> it's five and a half years. I'm used to you getting the two. Um, <laughs> so Nikolai makes sense to release first as a heel. Correct. And now they've released him as a face. Correct from when he was teaming up with Slaughter, I believe the next Volkov that they do, assuming there is another Volkov, is going to be him in his Million Dollar Man Corporation sense outfit, which we have never gotten one, and we are long overdue. I'm afraid, quite honestly, that that figure would sit on the pegs. Maybe not as bad as Weasel Heenan, but it wasn't like that was a major character that won titles, had a huge push at the top of the card, I'm afraid that one would peg warm, but I would love to see it. It's a deep dive, huh? It, you know what it really is, dude? It really, the, the Million Dollar Man's corporation didn't exactly have like a long stellar run right. where they were like super decorated with championships. They were great. Great lineup. Bundy was part of it, but ugh, I, I, I don't know that that figure would move even as well as like the face Volkov. I just have concerns it would peg warm. And at this point, I don't want any legends peg warming like that Heenan did. Well, for Zombie Sailor Toys, he does have King Kong Bundy coming 
out. So good pickup right there. I like that one. Be- Great pickup. Because he's long overdue for a figure. I couldn't agree more. We haven't had one, Jeff, since the uh, Mattel Elite Legends. So Correct. totally agree with you. Long overdue for a Bundy. I'd love to see Mattel do another one as well. Moving along to Junk Shop Dog. They showed off the prototype of Bull Nakano. Did you notice this looked different than the rendering? I did. I did. It still looks cool. I'm still happy with it. I'm probably going to pass on it. And the main reason is he's releasing the Road Warriors. I'm I'm in on this one. Uh, Bull Nakano is one of those characters or females that I've always wanted in figure form. Agree. I'm, I'm going to be getting this uh, because it's a Bull Nakano figure. I think it would be great if they could add her into the zombie sailor line. As it, oh yeah, because that would fit into what you keep talking about in the ninety to ninety four era. Exactly, and then that kind of puts the onus on Mattel then to release a a lunge or an Alundra Blaze. Well, Mattel has released an Alundra Blaze. No, 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 I mean in the retro. I'm sorry, I should have oh, clarified oh. that. Yes, we need details. Sorry, I should have obviously mentioned that. But yes, <laughs> uh, who's going to be first to release the female figure? That's what we're kind of coming down to now with all of these players in the retro game is who's going to be the first to release a female. It's baffling to me that Mattel had 10 series in their retro line, and we didn't get one female. And they could have done any one of the four horsewomen, and they would have sold like crazy. They didn't do it. But now they've got competition with the retros, and Zombie Sailor could beat them to the punch. Scott, moving along. Also, this is good news for Mattel. Action figures increased 101% driven by Jurassic World, WWE, and Masters of the Universe. Building sets up 46% driven by strong POS and expanded distribution of Mega (laughs) along with growth in Pokemon and Halo. Plush continued to grow driven by Mattel products tied to Star Wars. So that's good for the contract, right, Scott? You would think so. That's great. But it's even better news for that place that just bought the Toys R Us brand name. Oh, good call on that. Yeah. I am super excited. And we got the question from David Myers just last week or the week before about, do you really think Toys R Us could survive? And I think that these numbers kind of support that. Yeah. If they put their focus in the right areas and keep that focus there and don't try to expand too quickly, the numbers are there for sure to warrant Toys R Us coming back. Now, do they take over their old locations? Uh, might be kind of a reach, maybe in a few key cities. But the numbers are there to absolutely support a Toys R Us comeback for sure. And you know what's sad, Jeff, is when I went to Dublin uh, Target yesterday and picked up those two Vaders, on my way out of the plaza, I passed Toys R Us, the old shell of Toys R Us. And the building is still there. The signage... The Toys R Us sign is still there. The lights were even on inside. And as I drove by, I kind of peeked inside and it was just empty. The floors had the markings of the old stands and display racks. Oh, it it was just heartbreaking. And it took me back to that picture that I've got with Peyton at that store in front of the Jeffrey sign where she's crying. And dude, it was just soul crushing. It had brought back so many great memories of going there. So... I really hope that Toys R Us does make a comeback and can kind of temper expectation, but be really successful. Do you think that Toys R Us would be able to survive in a second go or which would technically be a third go around? Are numbers up because of the pandemic? Were people at home just sitting there going, you know, I'm going to collect toys. You know, I've, I've got all this money. I'm not going out. I'm not booking vacations. I'm not doing all this other stuff. I'm going to just, start buying toys and get into certain things. Does that die off? Cause I don't I, think so. No. Cause remember how I was talking about, you know, do people go away from eBay because they're now putting their allocating their money elsewhere? Yeah. That the money's going to go elsewhere, but no dude, I don't think so. I think that a lot of people have found a lot of joy from collecting toys and whether you're an adult or you're a kid, that joy, once you, especially as an adult, once you rediscover it, it brings you a lot of happiness it takes you back to a good time and it puts you in a good place. So it is, if it is the adult collector that rediscovered toy collecting that's driving those numbers, I don't think that that's going to go away because of the happiness that was found. That's that's totally an opinion and I could be way off base. I could be wrong. But I think that those numbers 
are true, and I think that those numbers are going to stay like that moving forward. I don't know how you could start collecting toys again as an adult and getting back into those those old lines that you love collecting as a kid and then get out of it. I mean, of course, unless you're like, I have no chance of finding these toys as we suffer those frustrations as G.I. Joe and wrestling figure collectors, but I don't think that they're just going to jump out of it at random. I think that they're going to stay in it and continue to enjoy being toy collectors. That's just my opinion. Now, turning over to the WWE Mattel contract, that has to be coming up, right? I, well, I mean, it is coming up, but they have to be signing that soon or we should be getting a press release regarding that, right? You would think so. Their pipeline's full. They've got, and you said it many times on the show, Jeff, Mattel has many, many lines of figures coming out, many names of figures coming out. The pipeline is full. I don't know that they would fill it that full without knowing, okay, we've kind of got this thing in the bag. We just haven't made the formal announcement yet. I don't want Mattel to lose the license, but I am getting concerned that there's been no announcement yet. But if I can assume, and I know that you shouldn't do that, but if I can assume Mattel knows that they've got this thing in the bag and their partnership with WWE is going to continue. Steve has said that stuff is lined up into 2022, I should say, and beyond. But let me play a little devil's advocate, Scott. Let me throw this out there. We haven't heard anything about the contract being extended, right? Correct. WWE is a business. Sure. Is WWE fielding offers from other toy companies? I don't know that they're fielding offers. I think maybe they are shopping it to see if anybody could give them better product, maybe. And then at that point, is it better pricing? Are they going to get a, a fatter deal? I I think they'd be hard-pressed. I don't see another company that could do as good as Mattel has been doing. I don't want figures of WWE from NECA. I like the playability and the look of the Mattels. I think that NECA is too collector-driven, and I love NECA's figures. I do, but distribution-wise, I don't think NECA has the systems in place that Mattel does. And we've we've complained so much about distribution, but for the most part, it does seem to be getting better in some places. Not everywhere. I'm still seeing bare pegs, but it does seem that they're at least working on it. I've seen it around here, Jeff. So I, I just don't think they're going to find a company that can match what they want to do brand-wise and volume-wise that Mattel can give them. I just, I, I don't see it. We'll probably get better looking figures from NECA, but is distribution going to be worse than we have with Mattel? I don't know that they have the systems in place to keep up with that kind of demand. I could be totally wrong, but I think Mattel is the best option for them. They're not going to go to Hasbro. I really don't see them going, like Hasbro's plate is full, right? And what scale would Hasbro give us? And they're going to give the license back to Hasbro. They've already gone down that road. I think Mattel makes the most sense. Mattel is making the best product. So I think it stays with Mattel. Money talks though, Scott. Well, sure it does. But it also talks if you're putting out crappy product and can't get it into stores, your collectors or your fan base isn't going to spend the money on your product. So then you're what, two, three years into a deal with company X, no product on the shelves, inferior product, nobody can buy it. Dude, what's the point? You may as well have just stuck with Mattel, who was giving you great product, still had some distribution issues, but overall, people were happy. If they do sign the contract, I'm really curious how Mattel is going to push themselves. Like, what else can they do? What else can they come up with? What else would they be able to do with the WWE license? Like, for example... What we saw over WrestleMania reveals was them focusing on a lot of legends, right? Correct. Yes. So what else can they do? And what I'm really hoping is that they are given the freedom. And I know this is a long shot because of the strictness of WWE. I'm hoping that they get the ability to go out and sign people. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think so either. But that's one of the things that they would be able to do. I'd love to see it. Yeah, and be able to push themselves. You know, hey, we went out and got demolition. You know, we're getting new demolition figures from Mattel. Yep, like they did with Jeremy with the Jacks line. 
Exactly. So, right. b- but I kind of said it at the beginning, WWE is so strict nowadays that yeah. they, they aren't able to do that. So I'm actually really curious how Mattel would be able to push themselves with another, let's say, three-year deal. With another three years, what else can they do? Well, shock me. I mean, they've been doing fantastic. Every year is something new, right? Right. They could they could land another major crossover that just blows us away like the Masters of the Universe one has. They could have an awesome drop like Retros again. That's just like, oh man, this is great. Mattel is creative enough to give us product that we want. And I don't, based on everything they've given us so far, I don't know of many people that are like, yeah, WWE should totally go in another direction and go with a different toy manufacturer. Yes, we've had distribution issues, but I honestly, I don't want to start over with somebody else. It's different packaging. It might be a different scale of figures. Like I'm really happy with what Mattel is not just from a comfortability standpoint, but also with what they're giving us. It seems every reveal that they do gets better than the previous one. So I'd love to see what they do over the next three years. I've been completely blown away at every step of the last three years. The next three years are going to be even better. You know, I, I don't know many people that are like, yeah, they should totally lose the license. They deserve it. Distribution is issues aside. I think Mattel has done an outstanding job, especially over the last three or four years. And dude, honestly, like if they keep the license, I'm excited to see what they do over the next three or four. I kind of like when a new toy maker comes into play because it's a new fresh set of eyes. It's a new, it's new and who knows, but like you said, Mattel has done so well that how do you take it away from them? Especially with these new ultimates. And I got to admit, I'm in love with the ultimates. I think they're fantastic. Granted, I don't take it out of the package, but at the same time, I'm loving what I see from the triple H that, they came out with the rock that they came out with the macho that I just bragged about earlier. I like seeing these new ultimates. I think these are fantastic, but at the same time, would it be a fresh new start with another set of makers, like a new set of eyes, a new set of ideas from a new company? Well, look, we have that already. There's way more companies making wrestling figures in 2021 than there were even when we started the show in 2016. So, you already have variety. You already have new companies that are jumping in. Granted, they're not making WWE guys, but they're making wrestling figures from Boss Fight to Super 7. Those guys weren't around back in 2016. Even FTC was fairly new to the game, making their ROH line in 2016 when we started the show. Now we've got Zombie Sailor making retro figures. Like There are so many players in the game right now that I don't think we have to do this just for the sake of making a change. Because there are so many different players making figures now. We're already getting that change through them. That's a good point. Scott, that rounds out the news. We are going to jump into WWE Elite Series 12. What you say? Let's talk about them. We are going to jump into WWE Elite Series 12. And before we do, we want you guys to follow along on WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Head on over there. Start following along as we go down this series of WWE Elite Series 12. You can check out the figures while Scott and I are talking about Elite Series 12. Again, that's WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Scott, what you got for WWE Elite Series 12? Yes, sir. Mattel, WWE Elite Series 12 consisted of Kane, and this was in the flashback collection. He came with his voice box, which I thought was a really, really cool accessory to put with Kane. Another deep dive right there. Yeah, exactly. And next up, we've got Justin Gabriel. He was in black trunks and was packaged with a core, that's C-O-R-R-E, t-shirt. <laughs> Jeff? Uh I spelled it C-O-R-E. Sorry, I've been working on my core lately. I'm trying to lose the COVID belly. <laughs> you know what? We're going to go with um, your computer did autocorrect on you <laughs> and took out the extra R. I also put ducking down here. I don't know why, but go ahead. <laughs> also, Ric Flair does not have a K in his name. Just saying. Next up, <laughs> Randy Orton, and he was packaged with his Viper t-shirt. 
Next up, Daniel Bryan was in his red and silver gear and was packaged with a U.S. title. Alberto Del Rio, and he was in gold trunks, was packaged with accessories of a chihuahua that had a luchador mask and a scarf. And rounding out this series, Jeff, last but certainly not least, Papa Shango. And he had a necklace, a hat, and voodoo staff accessory. And I'm just going to say it, the figure of the set. And that rounds out Elite Series 12. Uh, I agree with you about Papa Shango. Definitely a figure of the set. Beautiful figure. It's got the top hat. It's got the necklace. It's got the dragon walking stick. Yeah, it's fan- <laughs> Yes. It's fantastic, dude. I absolutely love it. We got this, I should say I, got this signed. I was with you at the time. Down at Wrestle Reunion 2012, I got this figure signed. Uh, it's signed in black Sharpie, so I've been meaning to have that updated. So I w- next time... I am able to meet Godfather slash Kama Mustafa slash Papa Shango. I will have some figures for him to sign along with a card case. Nice. Yeah, that's a good call, dude. It was, it's always risky to me to to wipe off that signature. But again, if you're standing in line and he's right there in front of you signing autographs, I think it's safe to go ahead and wipe that thing off and get inside and paint. It looks so much better. The paint pens just, they pop. We haven't talked about paint pens in a long time. For obvious reasons, not a lot of signings going on. But yes, I 100% agree with you. When you're in line, wipe the signature off. Get that thing redone in paint. How do you wipe the signature off? Do you use a magic eraser? Magic erase. Okay. And that doesn't require any water or anything. You just take the eraser. It wipes right off. Uh, You might want to use just a small, small, small droplet of water. Okay. And it will take it off. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so Jeff, I don't know if you're aware of this. I think you might be. Somewhere in mom and dad's house. Somewhere. And we know that's that's a lot of area to cover. Yeah. There is a signed Rock and Roll Express two-pack, Classic Superstars, in Sharpie. At mom and dad's house? <clears throat> yes. It was supposed to be your birthday present, oh, I don't know, 12, 13 years ago? And mom bought it. And mom's not sure where it went. So somewhere in the house or the garage, thoughts and prayers, there <laughs> is a Rock and Roll Express signed two-pack. Oh my God. Yes. Mom received it and mom forgot where she put it. Because I would always watch for things that you would like for your birthday. Right. she'd ask me, what do you think Jeff wants? I sent her that eBay link. She purchased it and forgot where she put it. Which, that's such a mom thing to do. But somewhere in the house or garage. There it lies. Oh man, just thinking about that house and where it could be is like overwhelming. <laughs> like <laughs> you're already having stress. <laughs> I'm like a Target employee cowering in the corner just thinking about it. <laughs> One of these days we will find it. Man, thoughts and prayers. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I pulled the eBay listings for these figures, the cane. There are 7 on eBay right now ranging from $109 to $260. Justin Gabriel with the C-O-R-R-E t-shirt, Scott. Very good. Three on eBay ranging from $79 to $125. Randy Orton, four on eBay ranging from $55 to $110. Daniel Bryan with the U.S. title, three on eBay ranging from $50 to $75. That's really low, especially for Daniel Bryan's first Mattel elite figure. Yeah, that does seem kind of low, especially with COVID pricing. Right, right. Papa Shango with his dragon walking stick, $79 to $110, but there was one in a beautiful green paint pen on eBay for $289 signed. Damn. I know. That seemed a little high. Very. I mean, especially when the base figure is $110. Right, right. Ouch. Yeah. Because you can just purchase the base figure at the most. And then I think his prices were like 35 40 bucks. Yeah. So you're still making out. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Alberto Del Rio won on eBay, 30 bucks. <laughs> Sounds about right. It's almost what you paid for at the store. I don't even feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to agree with you, dude. Papa Shango, greatest figure. And I know a lot of people will probably say Kane because there are a lot of people that love Kane figures. They love the Kane character. They love, they just love Kane. And I understand that. Kane, I, as I was talking about a few weeks back, 
Kane figures are starting to grow on me, but when you look at this set, the Papa Shargo is hands down the best. Yeah, I would say Kane is definitely number two. Probably Justin Gabriel's the third best one. But yeah, that Papa Shango is something else. Amazing looking figure. And you're right about Kane. There's not a lot of bad Kane figures from Mattel. They have traditionally done Kane really well. And this one here, the flashback, is no exception. Great looking figure. I'm glad you put the caveat of from Mattel because I'm pretty sure we could go back to Jax and be like, oh, <laughs> this oh, <yeah>. is <laughs> this. It's is like bad. Jericho with his list of moves he can do. well done well done (laughs) and scott that rounds out the show we want you guys to check out wrestling toy tracker to check out the carded and loose prices of ljn's galoobs hasbro's just toys bend defining moments and retros we want you guys to check out wrestlingtoytracker.com if you are on the hunt for any of those figures scott Eaglemoss. yes guys if you have a pop culture or a wwe fan in your life and you're looking for a gift for that certain someone look no further than eagle moss you can give them a follow on twitter at hero collector underscore take a look at all of the great properties that they put out from dc to star trek to battlestar galactica and of course to wwe you will not be disappointed when you check out their selection great looking statues especially their WWE line. Again, Eagle Moss on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore. Scott, I'm going to throw it back to the podcast buddies. Breaker and Bane, of course, have a fun show of toys, movies, comic books, and so much more. Check out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. You guys hear us talk about them each week. And also check out Breaker's side project. You know it's fake, right? where last week I was on and it was a great show. I put on a five-star performance. Meltzer gave it six? Uh, No, actually he didn't. It was five because I wasn't in the Tokyo Dome. Oh, right, right, right. Had you been, it would have been six. My mistake. If we would have recorded in the Tokyo Dome, it would have definitely been six-star performance. But Breaker is a hell of a host. I'm a hell of a guest. So And so modest. Yes, so check out You Know It's Fake, right? And check out Power Hour Pro Wrestling on YouTube. Also, Doing the Favor has two fun shows, sports and wrestling, and they have a great website where Pop Finder's working for wrestling fans now? I can vouch for it. (laughs) I don't know how I got my voice up that high. Anyways. (laughs) He's a regular Sebastian Bach. Who had one of the greatest voices ever, right, Scott? was the greatest voice of the hair metal era. (laughs) So check out Doing the Favors shows and check out their website where it links up to PopFinder and BrickSeek. Check out Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. You heard Steve back a couple weeks ago, and he was a lot of fun on the show, and his show is a lot of fun. Him and Eric do a fun retro show that you can listen to on iTunes. Positively pro wrestling podcast check out our buddies over at the chick-fil-a show Seth, sheena and marco and head on over to facebook and check out their fun facebook group where matt carlos is all over that he's i he's the high flyer of the group for sure yes definitely the high flyer he puts a, he, he actually does a lot of spots on that yeah. on that group <laughs> yes he does and they also have breaking news when things hit amazon or rsc or they find something in the store so Good group of guys to follow. And gals, too. So check out the Chick Foley Show on iTunes. You heard that sweet velvety voice earlier. Justin over at the Wrestling Cheers. And Justin, make sure you get your sunny spade and neutered. <laughs> Gotta catch he- her first. It's like a Pokemon. <laughs> well done, dude. Uh, our buddy RJ over at Ringside Rant had a huge guest this past week. He had on Eric Bischoff. Great job, RJ, that was a fun listen. Kudos to you. I applaud you guys over there. Also, check out our buddy Rucker and Marty over at Boot to the Face. Also, pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim. Scott, you just recorded with him. Yes, I did. I am slated to drop on his show in the next week or two. I'm supposed to be episode 10. So, a great time recording with Tim. He puts out a great show. I love it. He basically shines a spotlight on the Fig Life community, what each and every one of us bring to it. I love the format. I love the show. Tim's doing a hell of a job. I'll be on in the next week or two, so definitely give that a listen. Keep up the good work, Tim. 
And Scott, Drunk Wrestling History, what you got? Yes, we are on social media at wrestling underscore drunk. This past week, we dropped the themes episode, all of our favorite wrestlers themes. We talk about a bunch of them. We list our favorites. We are Drunk Wrestling History, where we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. And also, again, just to credit Eddie Martin with Pacock. <laughs> oh, Pacock. That's a funny name. We just recorded for like five hours last night, too. You sounded so happy when we were talking about it. It's a marathon. It is a marathon. <laughs> it's like, okay, we've got two long episodes and two quick ones. It'll probably take three hours. No, no, no. Five and a half. What happened to that uh, timer or that bell or whatnot? We ran right over it. Oh. We heard it, I think, in three of the four episodes we did, and we kept going. We don't respect authority. We don't listen to no stinking bell. <laughs> good stuff coming out, though. It's gonna be, We did four good episodes last night. I think people are going to enjoy them. But uh, this past week was themed, so give it a listen. Anywhere you find Fully Opposable, you find Drunk Wrestling History. Also, check out our buddies Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. And every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds. Scott, roll call. Yes, the great, the amazing, the super talented Jason Wolf. You've got to follow his social media at the Art of Jason Wolf. He will clue you in on when his next custom Hasbro will be going up for sale. You don't want to miss any more of these things. He's done some great names. His latest one was Bobby the Brain Heenan. It looked fantastic. I loved it. I wasn't able to get one myself, but he had the red jacket on with the big star on the back with Bobby Heenan on it. The face looked amazing. He does incredible custom Hasbro figures. You got to stay tuned to his social media again at The Art of Jason Wolf or jump on his website to get in touch with the man himself. Doyle, D-O-Y-L-E, draws.com. That's where you can purchase the figures, purchase his artwork, or get in touch with Jason himself to get a commission done. You won't be disappointed. Give that man a follow again. Jason Wolf at the Art of Jason Wolf. And that rounds out Roll Call. Oh, Scott, your audio better work this time or we're screwed. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. It's probably going to be the same again. It's not like I'm in a tunnel somewhere. That's what it sounded like, dude. It sounded like you recorded from your computer. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Because I went to record Drunk Wrestling History last night, and somehow Audacity changed the microphone over to computer. Son of a bitch. Went full heel, dude. It was worse than when Hogan came out and turned on Macho and Sting. Horrible. (laughs) Oh, Scott. So thoughts and prayers on this one, dude. So Scott for episode 275. Anything else? Get yourself vaccinated so we can have that meetup next year. We might have found a spot. Fig license 2016 and happy toy hunting. I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 275. Hashtag fig life. Adios. Let's go Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring But we don't take it out the box, M.O.C. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week We're the OGs of WFP Fully poseable, thank you all for listening It ain't no storyline, real life siblings So everybody go and do your toy spotting Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the kings